When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 364 of the Talking Fires podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden with you here on this Tuesday, March 14th. Roster projection number two, the Padres, they do not play a spring training game today. They will play against Cleveland, I believe, in Peoria tomorrow night. So that's good to have a night game. Uh, but no game today, so I figured it's a good time to do another roster projection. My first one happened, like, I think right after the Super Bowl. So as guys were reporting to camp, as pitchers and catchers were reporting to camp, I did one then. And now it's mid-March, so I think it's a good time to do another one. And then I'm planning to do another one right before the rosters get announced for opening day. Uh, so that's the plan there. If you have any questions, any comments about anything Padres-related or San Diego sports-related, feel free to put those in the chat, and I'll definitely get to those. Uh, so let's start off. I'm going to start with the catchers. My last projection, this was before Michael Walker signed. This was before... Cole Hamels signed. I know Hamels isn't going to be on the roster, but I'm just letting you know like the time frame here. This was before Rugnet Odor signed. Um, so it's going to be a little bit different already. And then there's some other changes in the bullpen. I'll say that, and I'll get to the bullpen in a little bit. There's going to be some changes 
there based on some things that have happened. So let's start with the catching position. By the way, feel free to do your own opening day roster projection predictions. If you disagree with mine, let me know why. And I'd love to have that debate with you guys. All right. Starting with the catching position, I got the Padres holding two catchers, Austin Nola and Luis Camposano. Yeah, Camposano, he has been dealing with the hamstring tightness, but he is going to play, or at least he's scheduled to play in Wednesday's spring training game. And he has like two and a half weeks to get ready. So I think he'll be fine. Maybe a little bit behind Austin Nola, but he'll be fine. He's the backup catcher anyway to start the year. Um, so I, I, I'm hoping that this hamstring thing isn't that big of a deal. It was just hamstring tightness. Uh, Pedro Severino, he's actually been playing pretty well. He homered the other day. He's been throwing out runners. But he seems like a solid El Paso catcher. Him and Brett Sullivan, who is playing for Team Italy, they advanced in the WBC out of pool play. So they're going to be playing in the quarterfinals. I think they get Japan. They get Japan. Uh, Australia is the team that gets Cuba, I believe, tomorrow at like 3 a.m. our time. So Italy got the tough draw there, but that's because they finished second in the pool instead of first. Um, so I got Nola Campy. Nola, he's the starting catcher. That's obvious. The question for me is, is Luis Camposano going to show to the Padres that like he deserves to be the starting catcher at some point this season? I'm going to be interested in following that. Moving on to the infield. I think Manny Machado has a spot on this team. I think Xander has a spot on this team. I think Kim has a spot. I think Crony has a spot. I know those are hot takes. Uh, I know those are pretty bold predictions there, but I think they're going to be on the roster. And then that final infielder, I, ha I have uh, Brandon Dixon getting that spot. I know Rugnet Odor, he had a couple of homers over the weekend. He is a lefty, Dixon's a righty. And I know Odor has much more major league experience than Brandon Dixon has. But Dixon is more versatile than Rugnet Odor is. And A.J. Preller, the Padres, they love versatility. And they, Brandon Dixon, he can play third base. He can play probably a little first. Uh, he can play second base. Probably not short, but they have guys that can play short. They have plenty of shortstops. They have like six or seven guys that have played shortstop at some point. Uh, but he can play infield positions, and he can play outfield. And obviously, he could DH if he needs to. That wouldn't be the first pick, but I'm just saying, just add that into another position. With Odor, he's really like a second baseman. I guess he could play some third, but really, in his big league career, pretty much all of his playing time has been at second base. And so far in spring training, I've only seen him play second base. I haven't seen him play another position. While Brandon Dixon, he's played some outfield, he's played some infield. I think the Padres really like his versatility. I know Dixon doesn't have the best spring training so far. And we should probably value that more than like Hassan Kim or Manny or Corona or spring training because they're on the roster. But it is still spring training. And I think... A lot will be determined on these the last few weeks in spring training, how guys are doing. Um, hopefully there's no injuries. I have Brandon Dixon making it partly because of his versatility. All right, moving on to the outfield. I've got the Padres going with four outfielders, Juan Soto, Trent Grisham, Soto in left, Grisham in center. Soto, by the way, tonight against, um, who are they playing? Israel, I think. 
Yeah. DR against Israel. Soto's leading off back-to-back days of him playing left field. So there is no restriction on Soto, just like Bob Melvin told the media yesterday. But getting back to this outfield prediction here. So I got Soto, Grisham. Then I have Adam Engel and David Dahl. Adam Engel, he's just starting to play in Cactus League games. So some might say, well, look at Jose Azokar. He's having a great spring. He's hitting 313 so far, 32 at-bats. He even homered the other day. Adam Engel, we haven't really seen him play. I'd give the edge to Azokar. Maybe that's fair for some. I think that's fair for some people to say right now, just because they haven't really seen Engel. But Engel's the one with the major league contract that was signed earlier this offseason. He's the one that I think is just a better version of Jose Azokar. He has speed, he's good at defense, and he has more power potential. So I think the Padres, considering those factors right there, they'll have Angle on the roster as long as he's healthy, and I'm assuming his cap's going to be fine. And Azokar will just miss the roster. That's how I'm feeling right now. David Dahl has an advantage that Jose Azokar does not have. The experience, more major league experience, but also he's a lefty, and Azokar is obviously a righty. And David Dahl, I think, has more power potential as well over Jose Zogar. And David Dahl, he's had a good spring training as well. Um, I, I think the Padres, they want to have those two outfielders remaining. We know Soto and Grish are going to be on the roster. It's between Angle, Dahl, and Azokar, right? Really, those three guys for two spots. You probably want one lefty and one righty instead of two righties, Angle and Azokar. So you probably want either as Angle or Azokar and then David Dahl, at least to start the year for the first 20 games before Fernando comes back. Moving on to designated hitters, I've got Matt Carpenter and Nelson Cruz. There's not really any need to elaborate there. Matt Carpenter will probably get some playing time against tough righties. They'll have Crony move over to second base from first, Kim not be in the lineup, and then have Carpenter play. Uh, Kim, yeah, yeah, Carpenter go play first, and then probably Cruz DH. I think you could see that a little bit. Uh, at the beginning of the year. And we know that this is going to be the platoon. Carpenter and Cruz. Carpenter against righties. Cruz against lefties. Both guys have better splits against the opposite hand, the opposite armed pitcher. Like it should be. Like, or like most splits are. They don't have reverse splits where righties are hitting better against right-handed pitchers. No. Cruz as a righty hits better against lefties. And Carpenter as a lefty hits better against righties. So. Those two are obviously going to be on the roster as the DHs, probably as a platoon. We'll get to the pitching staff here in a second, but first, quick message about Gaglione Bros. Check out Gaglione Bros' famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries on Friars Road. You can visit their website, gaglionebros.com, for their entire menu and enjoy their cheesesteaks and fries at Petco Park and Snapdragon Stadium as well. I see Cameron in the chat here says he's going with Dahl and Azokar. Okay, so no angle. I believe if, if the Padres don't go with Adam Angle, then I don't think that he just goes to AAA. I think he'd have to go through like waivers or he'd get the chance to go to another team because another team, if he's healthy, probably another team would take him on because he is a good outfielder. It's just the bat. That's the question. But I, I, just, I just see the major league contract. I, I think he's just a better Azokar. So I, I see the Padres going that way. All right, moving on to the pitching staff. Starting pitchers, I have six guys. You Darvish, 
Blake Snell, Michael Walker, Nick Martinez, Seth Lugo, and Joe Musgrove. Musgrove obviously would be higher on that list, right along with Darvish and Snell. But I put him there at the end um, because he's not going to start the season probably pitching. He's probably not going to be starting opening day, probably not going to be starting the second game of the season. But I have him on the opening day roster because I think he's really trying to start that seventh game of the season in Atlanta. That would be the Padres, I believe, seventh or eighth game. I believe it would be their first road game of the season. Let me double check that here real quick, just so I'm factual here on how many games the Padres would be playing before Musgrove start, if he starts April 6th. So Rockies, 30th, 31st of March. And then the 1st and 2nd of April. And then, yeah, two games against the Diamondbacks. So it's not just a regular three-game series. That's weird. Okay, so they have the off day, the 5th of April. And then, yeah, the Braves home opener, that's where Mus- Musgrove was telling, I think, Kevin Acey the other day, or telling the media, that he's hoping, I think it was Dennis Lynn, who, it was probably in a media scrum. He was pretty much saying that he's still not ruling out the April 6th date to make his season debut. And if that's the case, then they can't put him on the 10-day IL. I don't think you can retroactive it to before the season starts if he's not on the IL right now. That would, I don't know if they can do that. If they were, because if they put him on the 10-day IL on opening day, then he wouldn't be able to start that game against the Braves. It, he'd, have to, he'd have to wait 10 days, which would allow him to start during that Braves series. What day would that be? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think it would, oh no, it wouldn't. 10 days would get him through the Braves series. He'd be able to start the first game of the Mets series on April 10th. But that's missing more days, obviously. He wants to start April 6th. He probably wants to start even sooner than that. But my point is, like, I think the Padres will be okay with putting Musgrove on the roster and just pretty much having him wasting a roster spot for the first, you know, what, week? Around the first week of the season, about the first week of the year. Because they're playing two bad teams, and they'll have Chris Matt hopefully on the roster. They'll have some long guys that can throw. And I don't think it'll be the end of the world. We know Darvish, obviously, Snell, Waka, Martinez, Lugo, they're going to be on the roster. They're going to be in the rotation, obviously, hoping no injuries happen before now and then. And then Musgrove, it's just a question of, does he make the opening day roster? Is he able to make that April 6th start against Atlanta? Or do they just put him on the IL, and maybe that makes room for someone like Jay Groom? And if Musgrove starts the seventh game of the year for the Padres, then do they go with a six-man? Or... Are they doing that? Is Musgrove targeting that April 6th date so that Darvish pitches one more game? He goes, it would, let's say he starts opening day, he would start, he would make his second start on April, what, 4th? Because there's the off day before the Atlanta series. Let's say he starts that game. He'd have two times through the rotation, and then Musgrove could just jump right in in the two spot in the rotation, essentially. So maybe that's why they're doing that. I'm definitely not counting out Joe, like I've said multiple times after this injury. I'm not counting him out to make this roster. I'm not counting him out to uh, make that first time through the rotation. 
because it could get better. They're being precautious about it, but what if the recovery continues to get better and he's able to make the, that first time around and not start April 6th, but start before Darvish takes a second start? Or maybe it won't be Darvish making a second start. Maybe they'll have Jay Groom make a start or Chris Matt, you know, as a one-time thing before Musgrove returns. We'll see how that shakes out. Moving on to the bullpen, I've got Josh Hader, obviously, with the closer spot, Suarez, Garcia. Pomerant seems like he's going to be ready for opening day. I have him on this roster. I have Tim Hill. I have Steven Wilson. And those, I believe, were the same six that I had in the first roster projection. But then I changed the last two. The first roster projection, the last two guys I had were Adrian Morajone and Jose Lopez. Jose Lopez... I don't see him making the roster. I see the Padres offering him back to the Tampa Bay Rays. He's made some mental errors in these spring games, and he's pitching in like the ninth inning. Guys that make the roster, usually they're not going to be pitching in ninth inning against no-name guys. So I'm kind of taking those clues. And I haven't really heard Bob Melvin talk much about Jose Lopez making the roster, like having a legit chance to make it. With Nabil Chrismat, he has said to the media, I think this month, that he's anticipating Chris Matt to be on the roster as a long man. And Chris Matt, I think it's worthy to note, he doesn't have any more options left, minor league options. So he'd have to be exposed, available to be claimed by another team on waivers if they tried to sneak him through and put him on El Paso. So Chris Matt, I think he's going to make the roster as a long man, and I think they're going to need him in that first week of the season, especially if Musgrove is on the roster, pretty much just not contributing at all in that first week. Uh, And then I have Brent Honeywell making it as that last guy. So again, Hayter, Suarez, Garcia, Pomerantz, Hill, Wilson, Chris Matt, and Honeywell. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Tehran, I think. I think his salary would be like six mil if they had to pick that up. I don't know if the Padres want to do that. And he's had some shaky outings. His velocity was a little bit down, I guess, according to Bob Melvin yesterday in that spring outing. Honeywell's might have been a little bit down as well. But with Honeywell, they'd have to expose him. They'd have to make him available in waivers and have to put him through that. And I think, like I've said before, I don't think the Padres want to see him get lost to another team through waivers. I think they want to control that. And Honeywell, it's a low-risk move. They're not really paying him anything. And there's a small incentive if he makes the big league roster. So it's not like it's costing them a lot of money if he makes the roster. 
and he could be a long guy. He's being he's getting built up like as a starter, someone that could pitch three, four innings right now, and hopefully longer, more than that, as we get closer to opening day. I really like what I've seen from him, getting a lot of swings and misses. Sure, he's given up some home runs, but he seems healthy. Doesn't seem like there's much fatigue right now, which is good. We're not seeing any like dead arm. Because sometimes with pitchers that are trying to go make the opening day roster, they go all out and then they experience dead arm a little bit. Jay Groom was talking about that the other day. So that's good that we're not seeing that. Jay Groom does not have to make the roster. That's why I don't have him on here in this 26-man roster. I would have him on if Musgrove's not going to be on it as like a six starter. But I have Honeywell because I, I don't think the Padres want to give him up. And Chris Matt, he doesn't have any options remaining. And I think he can really help the Padres team, especially at the beginning of this season, being a piggyback guy or maybe start like the sixth game of the season if they don't want Darvish pitching uh, that sixth game and they have to, they wait for him to pitch maybe the game after Musgrove if Musgrove pitches April 6th or he pitches like April 6th if Musgrove's not ready then, right? Um, I, I really like what I've seen from Honeywell. I like what I've seen from Chris Matt. I thought him pitching in the WBC for Columbia in that first game and pitching pretty well, I thought that was good, uh, not just results-wise and him continuing to build up, but also because that was a big-time environment, like a, like a, almost like a playoff environment, or at least like a playoff game. Columbia really wanted to get off to a good start, and they won that game, so uh, good for them. I believe they're playing right now, actually, against Canada. So that's who I have in my bullpen. Haters obviously making it. Hopefully, there's going to be no injuries there, no injuries with Robert Suarez. Obviously, with Drew Pomerantz, that's a huge question mark, injuries, right? What is he going to be able to give the Padres? We have no idea. You have no idea. The Padres probably have no idea. Drew Pomerantz probably has no idea. He's just hoping to pitch his butt off, keep preparing, being ready, be ready for the season when opening day comes. And then hopefully no injuries happen. No forearm or elbow or anything like that happens. Because he has said multiple times this spring training, like he's tired of just sitting on the, the sideline in the dugout, not doing anything, not helping the team. He really wants to be out there. So I'm definitely rooting for him. I hope that he is going to be healthy. I have him on the roster. And if he can stay healthy, he might leapfrog Luis Garcia to be like the seventh inning guy as a lefty and then have Garcia maybe come in and pitch kind of like Tim Hill as a righty pitch in different situations, maybe to end innings. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, Tim Hill on the roster, obviously he's really important to this team as that lefty, the, the weird arm angle. He can come in and feels like any situation. Steven Wilson, I think he's going to be on the roster. Uh, we'll see what happens with him this year. Like, can he be consistent? Because remember last year, he had a really good spring training. He made the roster, made the roster, excuse me. He had a really good start to the season, was like dominating. He was being put in those like high leverage situations. He was being trusted, but then he kind of fell off. I think he went to the minor leagues at one point, but then he came back. So hopefully we can see some more consistency from Steven Wilson this year. And then Chris Matt Honeywell already hit on them. And there's reasons why I have them on the roster, not just because of their talent, and how they're pitching, but because of options and waivers and stuff like that. With Jay Groom, he's going to impact this team at some point this year. Like, Bob Melvin really likes what he's seen so far out of Jay Groom. 
but he doesn't have to be on the roster. He has some options remaining. And I wanted to go through some other guys that have options remaining as well. So let's see here. Azokar, two options remaining. So going back to the outfield conversation, he doesn't have to make the roster. He's not going to be like made available on waivers. Another team would definitely pick him up. He's been good. He, he's valuable. Speed and defense and hopefully improved bat. And then you look at the bullpen, Chris Matt, no options remaining. Lopez, I don't I think he's just going to be offered back to the Rays because if he doesn't make the opening day roster, he has to be offered back to the Rays. Um Sullivan, I don't see him making the roster. Like I said earlier, same thing with Severino. They'll be in AAA. Rivas will probably be in probably be in AAA. Ravello. These are some guys that weren't going to make the roster anyway, but I'm just going through some of these depth names. Tim Lopes, I think he is right there with Odor, kind of with Dixon fighting for a roster spot. I think Lopes has some versatility. He probably can play other positions, but I pretty much only see him play second base. And they probably want to go with someone that can play infield and outfield in Dixon, someone that's played in the big leagues before, maybe see if Lopes can continue to play like this in El Paso, and then if he can, maybe they change their mind. Uh, or they want to go with Odor, someone with much more big league experience and someone who's a lefty. Um, Batten, I, 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 for anyone who cares, I think he is going to start getting some playing time. He was dealing with an issue, kind of like Adam Engel. haven't seen him very much at all this spring. Merrill's not going to make the roster. He'll probably start in double-A. I'm hoping double-A, and then hopefully get to triple-A at some point this year. And then some of the other outfield guys that'll be in AAA, Luis Liberato, Taylor Colway, Preston Tucker probably, Corey Howell. We'll see where Josh Ramirez lands. But yeah, those are some. And then Azokar, obviously, if he doesn't make the roster. All right, do you guys agree? Do you disagree? Let me know in the chat here. But first... I want to tell you about the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports. It's Underdog Fantasy. They have great pick'em games and best ball tournaments. In pickup games, just pick higher or lower on two to five players' stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. You can go cross-team, cross-league, and even cross-sport. Best ball revolves around the draft, which is what every fan loves the most about fantasy and it eliminates the hassle of having to manage your roster all season long, resulting in a fun and easy fantasy product. How does it work exactly? You enter a contest where you participate in a snake draft against other users. That lineup that you drafted competes against every other draft in the entire contest. The better the combined performance of your team, the more money you win. After your lineup is all played, Underdog will take the best performing players and automatically set them as your starting lineup. That's it. No waivers, no trades, no worrying about who to start or sit. After you complete your draft, your part is done. Underdog Fantasy offers best ball in a variety of ways, including daily contests, weekly contests, playoff contests, and season-long contests. You can either enter into these and compete against thousands of other entrants for huge prizes, 
Or if you'd like, you can enter into a private draft with friends and family to compete for a smaller prize pool. Underdog keeps it super simple with their easy to use website and mobile apps. Sign up now by clicking the link in the description or by using the promo code TALKINGFRIERS and you'll double your first deposit up to $100 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of $10 or more. So if you deposit $100, you get $100 free. If you deposit $10, you get $10 free. All right, so some of Underdog Fantasy's higher lowers today for Team DR's game against Israel. I'm going to just hit on the Padres players. Manny Machado, two and a half total bases, higher or lower. That's tough. I'd probably go higher on that. Manny is just swinging the bat really well, and I have no idea who really any pitchers are on Israel, any of their starting pitchers would be. And then Juan Soto, he also, his his uh, higher lower is two and a half on total bases. So if you think Soto's going to be higher on two and a half total bases, you can pick that, and then you would be able to you'd pick another game, another WBC game, another one of those higher lowers, or you could pick an NBA, NHL, college basketball, soccer, Major League Spring Training game. I'd probably advise against that, but um, just because of all the wacky things that can happen in spring games. But you can pick different sports and combine those into a higher lower, and you'll get some pretty good payouts. Like if I went, let's say today I want Juan Soto, two and a half total bases higher. And I could go to another WBC game, maybe the later game. It's Mexico and Great Britain. If I think Taiwan Walker is going to get more than four strikeouts, I could go higher on that. And then let's say my entry amount is going to be 10 bucks. The payout would be 30 bucks if I have two picks, higher, lower picks. See, I don't know if you guys can see this, but it would be higher, lower, Juan Soto, Taiwan Walker, and then 10, entry amount 10, the payout 30. So you can do that. Use my link um, in the comment, or not in the comments, it's in the description. 100% deposit match, underdog fantasy. I love using it. I definitely recommend it for you. All right. Moving on to your comments. Back to your comments here on the Padres, the roster projection, roster projection number two. Who do you think is going to make the roster? Cameron already said Dahl and Azokar over Engel and Dahl. Tyler personally loves Lopes over Dixon, given his amazing spring training this year. Hard to argue against a nearly 500 batting average. That's true. But I don't know how much the Padres are putting on spring training because they're not facing, like, Tim Lopes this year. He's not facing all of the great pitching because some of those great pitchers are playing in the World Baseball Classic. And it is spring training. Remember Nomar Mazzara? Didn't he have a really good spring training? They still put him in El Paso. He continued to play well. Then he came up to the big leagues, played okay for a little bit, and then didn't really do anything. Same thing with Trace Thompson, if I remember correctly. He really struggled with the Padres. Of course, he goes to the Dodgers and then plays well. But my point is, yeah, that he he's done great. I'm giving him props this spring. But I don't know if that's enough to 
it's just I don't know if that's enough of a sample size to just say, yeah, here you go. Here's an opening day roster spot. If injuries don't happen. Devin says, Dahl over Azokar. I like Azokar, but we need more lefties, which we don't have a lot besides Grisham, Carp, Crony, and Soto. Uh, but yeah, like, like I said earlier, I think it's smart for the Padres if they're going to bring two outfielders on beyond Soto and Grish, have one be a lefty. I think it would make more sense than carry two guys that are pretty much the same guys, except one has more power, I guess, than the other. And they're both righties. I, I want a righty and a lefty. So you can play the matchups. Cameron says, bring up Honeywell and let Niebla tweak his pitching because yeah, I can see him being good, honestly. Yeah, they're probably working on that right now in spring training. So it's not like they bring him up and then Niebla gets to work with them. Like, they're working right now. So, yeah, if they bring him up, they continue to work. Uh, but they'd be putting him up, excuse me, they'd be putting him on the opening day roster because they believe that he can help this team right now, not just to work on stuff. That's more like spring training, preseason, before, or like the, the winter camps that they were doing at Petco before they went to spring training. Devin, his rotation, Darvish, Snell, Waka, Martinez, Lugo, and then Groom as the six without Musgrove for the first week. Well, it would, be, it would have to be more than the first week, I think, because it would have to be 10-day IL for Musgrove. That's more than a week. But yeah, that is a realistic thing to be happening there. And then bullpen, he says, Hayter, Suarez, Garcia, Hill, Pomerantz, Wilson, Chris, Matt, Honeywell. Yeah, we agree. That is exactly what I thought. Same names, different order, just based on like highest leverage situations. But yeah, same same names. Lizzie says regarding the outfield position, Dahl has shown some power, Azokar speed, and is getting better. Angle seems to be a tough out at the plate. It's hard to decide. Yeah, it's going to be a tough decision, but those are good problems, right? You want those tough decisions, not tough decisions. Like, oh, these two have sucked and we have to choose one. No, they're all playing well, and Angle hopefully will play well. And we know he's a, a quality bench outfielder, can be that in the big leagues. And he has a lot of outfield experience with the White Sox. Zokar's playing well, like you said, has that speed, getting better. Dahl has shown some power. He's a lefty, major league experience. It wasn't that long ago that he was an all-star. So, yeah. It's going to be some tough decisions there for the Padres. Cameron says Honeywell can be like Gore before the trade, but Niebla will need to tweak him a little bit, and I trust Niebla very much. Well, yeah, there's Niebla, yeah. He is, I think, highly regarded with the Padres. There have, got, there, there have been guys that have improved under Niebla already. There have guys that have developed new pitches, changed windups. We're seeing that with Ryan Weathers, and I think Ryan Weathers has, you can already see some improvement from him. Seems like he's more confident on the mound. Uh, Hader, when he was really sucking last year, I know he worked with the with an outside pitching coach a little bit too, but he was working with Niebla too, and they got that fixed, and he was like the best reliever in baseball, him and Suarez, right, in the postseason when, when they needed it most, for the most part. And Suarez, again, that Harper home run, it was, a good, it was a pretty good pitch. 
Maybe missed a spot a little bit, but Harper was like the best hitter on the planet at that time. Devin asks, who comes out once Fernando's suspension is over? I would expect it to be Dahl. I know you're that I know you'd be loading up on righties because Tatis is a righty, and then you'd be keeping Angle a righty. But Angle's the one with the major league contract. So I don't think the Padres are afraid to send Angle away if they need to or send him to AAA. Or, I, I think they'd DFA him and then they could trade him or another team could claim him if they do happen to do that. If, like, Dahl was playing really well. But my gut tells me that they would, assuming Angle comes back and he's healthy and Dahl maybe slows down a little bit, I think that they'd go with Angle being on the roster and they'd, they'd send Dahl down, hoping that no one claims him or anything. Uh, Hoy Tran says they gave... Trace Thompson, 16 at-bats in like a week, should have given him an actual chance. Well, when you're sucking that much in, in those at-bats, like he got like one hit. I think it was like his first at-bat in Pittsburgh, and then he did nothing. So they did give him a chance. Like at some point, you're a contender. You got to make a change. And they had no more Mazzara there, right? I think they bring up they brought up Trace first, if I, if I remember correctly. And then they brought up Mazzara. And Mazzara played better, so he got more of a chance. That's the way it had to be, based on the situation. They didn't have as loaded as a lineup as they will this year. you know. All right, I think that's going to do it. A shorter episode today, but no Padres baseball game to talk about today. Team DR tonight, 4 p.m., Team DR against Israel. Uh, Puerto Rico, I think they had an off day today. Venezuela, they already beat Nicaragua. I'll have my reaction to that on my MLB Baseball YouTube channel, Baseball Struck. I encourage you to, just, to subscribe to that if you have not already. During the season, I'll have daily baseball content, daily World Baseball Classic content during this tournament. I absolutely love the World Baseball Classic. A huge win by USA last night. Much needed win. They control their destiny now to get out of pool play. Um, so, yeah, San Diego State obviously playing on Thursday. I think the NCAA tournament starts later today, the first four games. Um, I think Mississippi State and Pitt is one of the games. So that'll be on. Mexico plays later tonight. And yeah, that'll do it. Ben Fan signing off. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, either on the podcast platforms or on YouTube, live or on replay. I really appreciate the support. Go Padres. See you later. <laughs>